Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and happy National Gardening Month. And if you've been following along with this integrated pest management series, then you are probably ready to hear about planting stuff since I know that so many of you are already planting your gardens and you know having a variety of flowering plants in and around the garden and homestead is going to provide food and refuge for numerous beneficial insects that is going to help your garden grow so in today's episode we're going to be talking about some beneficial bugs that we want to attract to the garden and the plants that will encourage them to your homestead so I'm going to get right in and start with the ladybug or the ladybird as it is known in the UK. Ladybirds are one of those bugs that are really easy to identify. They're a little red shell beetle with black to brown spots on their shells. I remember my teacher in primary school teaching us numbers and counting with pictures of ladybirds that we colored in. Now, ladybugs are a great predatory insect to have in the garden, both as adults and as larvae, because they eat aphids, mites, mealybugs, soft scale, eggs of various insect pests. But what plants provide shelter and attract these plants? Well, members of um, the umbellifers or the carrot family of plants are particularly good at attracting ladybugs. So plant things like dill, fennel, Queen Anne's lace, even lovage provides shelter and homes for these bugs. Also yarrow and sunflowers are good choices to have growing near your garden as well. Now ladybugs need places to shelter over winter. They like things like clumping grasses, but will also take shelter in tall stems of lovage or bronze fennel as long as you don't prune those back to ground level um, for winter. So sometimes having a slightly untidy area in the garden is really good for some of these beneficial insects to take shelter um, during those cold months and then be able to populate in spring. Next up is hoverflies or um, surfid flies. Now these are often mistaken for bees or wasps, but they don't sting us. The adults actually eat pollen and nectar whilst their larvae eat aphids. Now poached egg plants are great for attracting these beneficial flies and you know, poached egg plant seeds are pretty easy to come by um, in the UK. It's not as easy to find here in the US. Um, so I need to do a little bit more digging to try and find um where to get it but poached egg plant it looks just as it says kind of like a poached egg or a fried egg and they're pretty cool and um but those aren't the only flowers that bring these hoverflies to the garden so just like ladybugs members of the carrot family also attract them as do alyssum yarrow sunflowers buckwheat zinnias dahlias calendula or pot marigold um coyote brush and daisies um simple flowers are often very popular for predatory insects and hoverflies are um, you know definitely attracted to more simple flowers and um, I remember in Utah I had hoverflies that were always hovering around certain um, varieties of lettuce I was growing so that was kind of interesting when when the lettuce had gone to seed all these hoverflies showed up so that was kind of cool and it's important to kind of look at some of these trends that you see in your garden and be able to replicate them to bring in some of these beneficial creatures. 
Now, lace wings are incredible hunters when they are larvae. They also munch quite happily on soft-bodied insects like mites, aphids, thrips, mealybugs, certain worms or caterpillars, and soft scale. As adults, they prefer pollen and nectar. And just like the hoverflies, having lace wings in the garden is going to help your plants pollinate as well. So if you don't have a lot of bees in your area, then some of these beneficial insects as adults are going to help pollinate. So that's going to help your harvesting improve as well now lace wings love to hang around members of the carrot family so fennel dill queen anne's lace they also are drawn to sunflowers yarrow alyssum coyote brush buckwheat amaranth and corn so you know even planting a variety of grains in the garden like corn buckwheat and amaranth are all grains that you can grow in the garden um, but that also helps to attract different members of this pest patrol to your garden and that's what we want we want different um, you know members of the pest patrol coming in and helping us out all right next i am going to talk a little bit about tach uh flies now if you love to grow plants that are often plagued by japanese beetles like grapes beans, tomatoes, peppers, peas, uh, even okra. Um, Kinid flies are the beneficial bug for you because some species of this fly parasitize Japanese beetles, worms or caterpillars, as well as other bugs when they're juvenile larvae. As adults, they too like pollen and nectar. Now you might be thinking, what attracts these flies? Well, there's some common theme of plants that you might have already guessed. So members of the carrot family, sunflowers, buckwheat, alyssum, and yarrow. Next up is big-eyed bugs. And these might be kind of scary to look at, um, but if you give these guys some cover crops um, to hide in, like clover, they will reward you by eating aphids, worms, caterpillars, various insect eggs, flea beetles, mites, and thrips. Okay, next up is damsel bugs. And these are definitely not bugs in distress. Um, these bugs are awesome in the garden. They will munch on leaf hoppers, aphids, thrips, worms, mites, caterpillars, and a whole bunch of other bugs if you create a nice habitat for them. Hmm, what's going to give these a nice habitat? Members of the sunflower family. So sunflowers, Jerusalem artichokes, um, but also alfalfa, yarrow, and goldenrod are great to draw in these voracious predators. And these really do take out a lot of bugs in a short amount of time. Um, another good bug to have on hand like the damsel bugs is the assassin bug and there's probably a reason assassin bugs are called assassin bugs these take down a lot of bugs in the garden and they attack bigger insects and caterpillars they're kind of like the marines of the bug world right um but you need to have permanent plantings near your garden to attract these so think of planting hedgerows right what kind of things tend to be in a hedgerow you will often find assassin bugs taking shelter in hedgerows over winter because it's areas that are undisturbed 
but you can recreate kind of like a mini hedgerow that's not really a hedgerow in the garden by having a garden bed that's planted with shrubs, grasses, um, Queen Anne's lace, yarrow, goldenrod, bronze fennel and sunflowers, right? Um, you can create shelter on a much smaller scale in the garden and having some of these plants is going to help bring in assassin bugs. Next up is pirate bugs. There's really interesting names for these um, beneficial insects, as I've found. And pirate bugs are a great predatory insect for the garden. Adults and young bugs alike eat mites, not mice, Emma, mites. I've got mice on the brain, I've, <laughs> which I'm sure you're going to hear about in another episode when we talk about pests of the, uh, the mammalian variety. Um, but um, pirate bugs, mites, they eat mites, not mice, um, leaf hoppers, thrips, insect eggs, and a bunch of other bugs too. Now, those carrot family flowers are sure to attract them, along with alyssum, uh, coyote brush, alfalfa, corn, clover, yarrow, sunflowers, and vetch. And vetch is a very common cover crop that is used. Um, so if you are wanting to kind of get started in using cover crops and green manures, vetch is really quite a good one to start with. All right, last up. Uh, is spiders and this is really not my favorite. I appreciate that spiders take out a lot of pests but it doesn't stop me from being scared of them. I'll admit it, I am terrified of spiders. Um, I feel that the, the vacuum hose is not long enough for me to get the spiders. Uh, my mum has this really cool like little spider grabby thing that like gently kind of picks up the spider and pulls it up in a tube and then she can take it outside and deposit it outside. Um, she was, I think, asking me if I wanted one of those for my birthday and I was like, do they come in like a 10 foot long kind of tube because that's how long I feel I need between me and the spider. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of spiders, but I understand that they do a lot of great things um, in the garden. So I still provide habitat for spiders and it never ceases to amaze my husband that I can be working in the garden and there's a spider nearby. But if that spider's in the house, forget it. I'm like jumping up on the chair, screaming, and the dogs are all running around wondering what's going on. Um, but spiders need to have... Um, a place to have shelter. So permanent plantings really help to provide that for spiders. But also um, creating shelter in the garden, straw mulch is really good for doing that. Um, so if you are terrified of spiders, then you might want to avoid using straw mulch in the garden. Um, I still use straw mulch uh, where I can. Um, but spiders in the garden don't nearly as much bother me as they do out um out in the you know in the house um but i understand that there's lots of different types of spiders right and depending on where you are in the world and where you are within you know the us there's obviously spiders that you know we need to be a little careful of certainly where i was in utah there was black widows all over the place and black widows like things that are dry um, so I would often find them in areas where we weren't watering, but there was undisturbed areas like, you know, heavy brush um, and grassy areas.
areas that's where those tended to hang out so you know understand the area that you're in and the type of insects that you have um, or arachnids that you have in the garden um, and understand a little bit more about their habitat and that's going to help you understand you know where you are going to you know need to be cautious um, but also where you are going to be able to you know incorporate some of those beneficial insects into the garden now i understand that not everybody has got space to plant a hedgerow or have a permanent garden bed that is full of you know shrubs or you know some of these other plants that are going to attract beneficial insects year after year you want to have a mixture wherever you can of these you know permanent plantings and mixed annuals and one thing that i saw in a smaller garden was um that you could try you know adding some of the flowers to a garden bed that you're already growing in so make a little space you know in and amongst your vegetable plants that you're already working with um, if you're planting in rows plant a row of some of these beneficial flowers in amongst your garden um, but also you could try you know adding um some of these plants like growing them in containers and just placing a container with some of these beneficial plants in there now obviously a container full of sunflowers might not necessarily be the good thing because you're going to need a very heavy container to be able to you know accommodate that height of um you know the sunflower as it grows but some smaller flowers would work really well in containers and you can just place them around the garden so you're still providing that habitat without taking up a large footprint in the garden another trick is that you could use um this type of um uh, like planting of different flowers and things rather than having a garden bed go fallow or be left for um the season you could maybe look at having you know if you're looking at bringing in different uh, green manures and cover crops maybe having a mixture of cover crops and various flowers right you can get like a lot of these pollinator friendly mixes that you could put in that garden space and you can let those grow instead and then you could work that um, type of garden bed into your crop rotation plan so there's different ways that you can do this um, certainly on a larger scale farms are now starting to look at adding in strips like of these kind of um nature highways i think they're calling them where it's just kind of strips of these wildflower plantings and stuff that are there that helps provide like a almost a green belt i guess like an area where these beneficial insects and birds and things can can move through in you know the larger scale of the field obviously i've got a slightly larger um, yard than what i did before and trying to figure out how we're going to sort of incorporate some of these things as the garden grows and evolves is something that's going to change year from year right now there's a couple of garden beds where i'm planning on putting some of these herbs and flowers and things like that that are in there because a lot of them are annuals they're you know going to die off in winter because winter's pretty harsh here in maine um and then i can plant it up with something else the following season so having something that i can rotate through um with a crop makes perfect sense but in the front yard we have a lot of these 
permanent plantings that are already in place. There was quite an interesting array of plants that was already here, although I think a bunch of them got crushed when we had a uh, maple tree um, that was dead uh, get pulled down. So, you know, there's, there's different areas that you can look to add in some of these beneficial plantings and stuff. And just because you've got a space for a flower garden in the front garden, doesn't mean that it's not having a benefit on your vegetable garden that is in your backyard, for example. So I would love to know from you, what beneficial bugs are you going to try and attract in your garden? Let me know in the Facebook group. And until next time, I hope your garden grows beautifully and I will see you all next week.